Have you ever found yourself just kind of lost? Maybe you found yourself just suddenly realizing in one moment, just not knowing how you ended up in this spot, not knowing how it is that you got to this particular circumstance. Or maybe one day you were surprised by a certain emotion that you had. Maybe you uh, just started crying for no reason, and you don't even know why, and you know, maybe your husband looked at you like confused, like, what's happening? I don't know how to help you. Or maybe a different emotion, maybe anger, and you're just like so mad, you're just mad at everything, just everything that happens is just the worst ever, and you're so angry, and you don't know why you got this way. Maybe your wife looks at you and is just like, you're a monster, I don't know how to help you. Sometimes we just get to these places where we're not proud of, and we're just not sure how we got there, and we're just kind of at a loss. Sometimes we have this spiritual leprosy where we're just not okay on the inside, and we don't know why we're not okay. Or maybe we do know why, but we don't know how to fix ourselves. We don't know how to get any better. And I would imagine that sometimes, or perhaps sometimes the reason that we find ourselves in this position is because many of us don't take the time to even stop and recognize what's going on inside of our heart. Sometimes we just get so caught up in our life and in our world and all the things that we're trying to do, all of our responsibilities, all the expectations, all the pressure, and we just don't even know what's going on inside of us until one day we're about to explode because all of that has been built up and it's just too much. Sometimes it's hard to be grateful and it's hard to have a positive outlook. And we all know, of course, that it's important to be grateful and it's important to be positive and to count your blessings and focus on the good things. But nonetheless, we just find it difficult. Sometimes it's just really hard to actually do that. We, by experience, know now that gratitude doesn't happen by accident. That it takes a lot of intentional effort to really be grateful and to live a lifestyle of gratitude. And today we have a story in St. Luke's Gospel. So it's not a parable. This actually happened. It was a story where Jesus is traveling and he encounters 10 lepers. And we know that leprosy is this disease that no one wants, of course, and and because it was such a terrible disease, the people that suffered with leprosy were often ostracized in their community. So not only were they suffering a physical illness, there was also this emotional suffering because they were isolated, they were alone, they had no hope, it seemed. And Jesus encounters 10 of them. And because they're at their lowest and because they're desperate, it's easier, or at least they're a little bit more open to the idea of some level of faith. And so they reach out to Jesus with this faith and they say, Lord, have pity on us. It's beautiful. Jesus, of course, as many other stories in the gospel go, he he heals them. He does it in an interesting way, though. He tells them to go to the priests, in other words, to go to the temple in order to pray and offer sacrifice. And, and it wasn't within Jesus' presence that they were healed, but rather on their journey towards the temple. On the way, they were 
each miraculously healed. And only one of them, out of all ten, only one recognizes that this came from Jesus. Or at least only one of them was inspired enough to seek him out in order to pay gratitude, in order to celebrate with the Lord the blessing that they had received. And so St. Luke, you know, um, <coughs> includes this gospel in, our, um, in, in the scriptures for us. And we know there's a ton of stories that happened throughout Jesus' ministry. There's a ton of uh, miracles and, and events that took place. But St. Luke chose this one to include in the very short gospel. Why? Because, it seems, to reveal the importance of expressing gratitude to God. Jesus says, where are the other nine? How come only one of you has come to pay homage? Only one of you is grateful. I believe gratitude is so important because it's gratitude that helps us recognize the giver behind the gifts. It's gratitude that helps us recognize that there are even gifts in the first place. We see that this leper that was healed, that came back celebrating and glorifying God, it says that he fell prostrate at Jesus' feet and thanked him. And that falling prostrate for, uh, he says he was a Samaritan, for a Samaritan to fall prostrate to a Jew, unheard of. Because you only fall prostrate in worship. You only fall prostrate in the presence of divinity. And we see this Samaritan leper who was miraculously healed by Jesus Christ. It was through his gratitude that he was able to recognize the divinity of Jesus. And it's the same for us. As we live a lifestyle of gratitude, we become more and more aware of the giver behind the gifts, of the good God who loves us and is constantly showering his gifts upon us. But it's hard, right? We know this is difficult. All of us know that gratitude is important. Even secular society, that people that are not even religious at all, they even know that gratitude is important. They even celebrate the power of positivity and all these things, and yet we find it to be so rare, and yet it's still so difficult. So what I'd like to do today is take an opportunity to equip us with a tool that comes from the church's tradition, the sacred tradition of the church that um, helps us kind of live a lifestyle of gratitude, that helps us be a little bit more attentive and more aware of the giver behind the gifts. This tool comes from St. Ignatius of Loyola, the founder of the Society of Jesus, the Jesuits. And he prayed this prayer twice a day. Some of you may be familiar. It's called the examine prayer. Now, you may have heard of the examination of conscience. And the examine prayer um, is not quite what we probably think of whenever we think of examination of conscience. At least me, when I think of examination of conscience, I think of confession, I think of the long list of things that make us feel guilty and the shame that comes upon us after reading that list, the heaviness, and then we just got to go to confession and be set free. And that's a good thing. Please do it if you haven't done it. 
But the exam in prayer is a little bit different. You see, the exam in prayer is less about trying to achieve this moral perfection. It's less about this like self-help exercise that could be tiring. And it's more about reviewing your daily experience with the Lord and discovering God in your ordinary life. The examine prayer is primarily about discovering the giver behind the gifts, about rummaging through your day, just as you would rummage through a junk drawer looking for something. You're like rummaging through the day with the Lord, trying to discover how the Lord has been present, how he has been speaking to you, how he was personally active in your life so that we can become more observant, more aware, more attentive to his love for us. So there's a lot of flexibility here, and there's a lot of different ways in which you can do the exam in prayer because uh, it's a personal conversation with the Lord. And so depending on your season and your personality and where you're at and what your experience is, your exam in prayer might look a little bit different as long as the primary goal is accomplished, that with the Lord, you are reviewing your experience of God's presence. But I do want to give you um, St. Ignatius's five steps. Because, you know, just for the sake of learning, you know, sometimes it's still good to get the ABCs before the words. It's, it's good just to get the building blocks. So uh, St. Ignatius has five steps. Um, and because five is a big number to remember, um, Father Michael Gately, um, a priest um, that does a lot of good work up north, uh, he came up with an acronym to help us under, uh, remember the five steps. So that acronym is BAKER. B-A-K-E-R. So we'll review those together. All right, Baker. B. B stands for blessing. So it's really important for St. Ignatius that we start with gratitude. Why? Because this, again, is not an exercise of self-help and self-perfection. This is a conversation with the God who loves us. And how often do we take for granted how much God loves us right now. What better way to believe it than to review the gifts that he has given us personally in the past 24 hours? We start with gratitude because it's in reviewing the gifts that we fall in love with the giver. It's in reviewing the gifts that we recognize the beauty and the love of the giver. And so we start with gratitude. Blessings. So, you know, maybe you can review uh, yesterday. So reviewing yesterday, maybe there are some blessings. Maybe uh, you got a great night's sleep. Maybe you um, had a, a nice leisurely Saturday morning. Maybe you had a wonderful conversation with uh, your spouse or with your child. Maybe um, you enjoyed a nice movie with the family. Maybe you took a nap. Maybe there were some not-so-fun parts of your day, but that's all right. We're still going to be grateful for the things that went well, or maybe even with heroic faith, be grateful for the sufferings. But we start with blessings. Next step is A, ask. So we ask the Holy Spirit. We ask the Holy Spirit to give us the eyes of God, to help us see our day in the way that God saw it, to help us see with God's perspective. To help us notice 
the things that God notices. So this is crucial, again, because this is a prayer. It's a conversation with the Lord. This step is very short and sweet. We're just simply reaching out, shouting out to God for his help. But if we neglect that step, then we become self-reliant and it just becomes a tiring exercise that'll only last for a few days, a week at best. But instead, we want this to be a living, active conversation, a real prayer to the Lord. And so we say, we ask, come Holy Spirit, something simple in your own words. Come Holy Spirit, help me to see my day. Help me to see like you see. Give me your eyes. Give me your wisdom, your insight. That brings us to K, which stands for knowledge. Um, and this is really that, you know, um, kind of the, the big chunk, the meat and the potatoes of this um, examine, because this is where we're rummaging through our day. This is where we review the day prior. So, you know, think about your day yesterday and just kind of go throughout the big highlights, the big benchmarks of the day. But, but this is really key here. As we're reviewing, what we're really looking for is, is the Lord. We want to say, where were you, God? How did you speak to me? How did you reveal yourself to me? How did you reveal your love? Maybe there was a nudge in your heart. Maybe there was a certain emotion that you felt at a particular time during your day. Maybe there was an inspiration or an insight or a desire. Maybe the Lord was speaking to you. Maybe you read a certain part of the Bible from, uh, in Scripture that really spoke to your heart. Maybe a certain person, a fellow Christian, gave you a word of encouragement, and it was just what you needed to hear. But we review those moments. We just kind of go through the big benchmarks of our day, you know, waking up, going to work and um, whatever, at work, during the break, during lunch, you know, the afternoon slug and going home in the traffic and getting home, cooking dinner and, you know, family time before bed. All these big moments we review. And we say, where were you, Lord? So here's an example, just to put a little bit of skin on it. So maybe you were uh, at work. And, um, and at work, you notice that a coworker uh, just seemed to be not themselves. So they just seemed to be struggling. It just wasn't their best day. They're just going through a tough time. We're not sure why, but they just seemed down. And so there was something within you that felt like you really needed to reach out. But, but you were kind of nervous to reach out. Like you didn't want to embarrass them. You didn't want them to, to feel like they, you know, that it was so obvious that they were struggling. Or maybe you're just afraid because you don't really know this coworker that well. You didn't know what you would actually say. Or maybe you were just busy and, you know, you had a deadline to meet and your boss is on your case and you just, you just had so much in your mind and, and so you just really had to get things done. And then and through just the craziness of the day, you, you ended up just that, that thought just like escaped you and you just hadn't even thought about that coworker again until you do your exam in prayer. And it comes back and you remember how you had that nudge in your heart. And you start to wonder, oh, I wonder if that was God. I wonder if that was God speaking to me. But I neglected him. I failed to respond to his invitation. And so that brings us to E, which stands for experience mercy. It's so important for us as we review our day, we might notice how we fail to respond as we should have to the Lord. We fail to give God our best. And it's important to ask the Lord with great faith for his mercy, but also to put ourselves into a position to receive that. 
Yes, it's true that we do have to go to confession, especially when we have serious sin, but, but we can still experience God's mercy even right here during this prayer. Even right now, every day as we review our day. And as we recognize, even in those little small moments, it's important for us to review and to, to experience the mercy of God right there. And that brings us to the last letter, R, which stands for resolution. And this is where we kind of look at the day ahead. And maybe based off of our review with the Lord, based off of our examined prayer and our conversation, maybe we now have a resolution on how we can do something differently the next day. So, for example, you consider that coworker. And how you fail to respond to the Lord's invitation to reach out. And so during the resolution, maybe you say, okay, Lord, give me the courage to reach out tomorrow. I know what I have to do. I need to reach out. That coworker, even just a small gesture, just say, hey, how's it going? Or, hey, um, I noticed, you know, you just seemed a little down yesterday. Uh, I want you to know I'm praying for you. Or maybe you're just going to commit to making a very intentional smile so that they can just at least be uplifted by that gesture. But something like that, you know, making a concrete resolution based off of your conversation with the Lord. Now, what have we done? We have have experienced a full prayer, a real conversation with God. You know, people ask you all the time, Lord, I mean, not, gosh, I did that this morning. I'm not the Lord. People ask me, Father, how can I pray? They say, how can I pray? I want to pray. I want to pray better. And and of course, there's so many different ways to pray, but this is a concrete way, you know, like even when you wake up in the morning or when you go to church before mass a few minutes early or in the adoration chapel or whatever it is, when, they, when you want to pray, this is one way. And it could last just a few minutes or as long as 30 minutes, an hour. I mean, you can just review and review with the Lord in conversation and you start to become more aware and more attentive. And something beautiful starts to happen once we do this all the time, once this becomes a daily habit, because even outside of that formal time of prayer, we start to notice the Lord in our daily experience, even as it's happening right then and there. We start to become aware of the Lord speaking to our heart, those slight little nudges of spiritual experience, those slight little movements in our heart in the moments of our day. We recognize the Lord. And we also recognize the enemy who never, ever, ever gives up. And we start to recognize the difference between those two voices. And we become more equipped to respond to the Lord in love instead of in fear to the enemy. And, you know, maybe you start thinking, wow, this, this really could be, this could be good for me to live this lifestyle of gratitude. Well, even better, if you, a next step, um, this is not something that, could, that is just for you. Like, you could share this with people you love. Imagine having this type of conversation with your spouse. You know, at the end of the day, like just asking your spouse, like, let's review our blessings. Like, what was the best part of your day? Like, what are some of your grace moments, your blessings of the day? And then together with your spouse, like, just say a quick prayer, like, come Holy Spirit, help me to recognize, help us to recognize where you were in our hearts today. And then talk about it, like review your day together as a couple. What were the high moments, the low moments, the parts where the Lord spoke to you? Where did you see God? And then if there's some way in which you recognize that one of you didn't measure up, like take a moment just to ask for the Lord's forgiveness and receive it. And maybe together as a couple, make a resolution for the day ahead. Imagine what that could do for your marriage. So many couples, you know, they they fall in love and then they get busy. 
and they don't even know where they are anymore as a couple, and they're, they're searching for a deeper intimacy. And imagine the spiritual intimacy that you could have if you had a regular conversation like this. What about every day? It doesn't have to be a long conversation, but it could be. And maybe you have kids. Maybe y'all eat dinner um, at the evening. And, and maybe your kids are even little, and that's okay. Maybe the five steps is too much for your kids. But maybe just a simple question at the family table of saying, okay, where is the Lord today? Let's review. Where, where, where did the Lord speak to you today? What are you grateful for today? And even just that family habit, imagine what that could do for your family. So many times families in, encounter like difficulty and drama and strife and resentment and unforgiveness, but imagine the healing, the restoration, the wholeness that your family would experience if you had this type of conversation on a daily basis. Think about what that could do for you. Think about how even when you're not in the mood to pray the exam in prayer, someone in your family holds you accountable because it's part of your family experience. Think about how you would grow not only in your own faith, but in your love for one another. Imagine how much more attentive we would be to the voice of the Lord in our daily life. Imagine how much more aware we would become of his love for us. And we would experience that intimacy that we long for with the Lord. We would truly learn how to abide in Jesus like we so want to here at St. Leo. That prayer wouldn't just be saying a bunch of memorized stuff, but it would be a lifestyle <coughs> of responding in love to the God who loves us. Gratitude helps us recognize the giver behind the gifts. And today we pray for that grace to recognize on a daily basis God's love for us. Amen. Amen.